You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the bustling city of Los Angeles, a city shimmering with the glitz of Hollywood and the gritty reality of the Roaring Twenties, a mystery was unfolding that would grip the city and indeed the nation. The setting, Lincoln Heights, a humble neighborhood where nine-year-old Walter Collins called home. The date, March 10, 1928. The story, a cheerful, vibrant boy, out playing in the sunshine, vanishes without a trace, leaving behind a trail of unanswered questions, a desperate mother, and a mystery that would prove to be a dark, complex narrative of missing identities, police corruption, and a city under the microscope. Walter's disappearance was more than just a missing child case. It was a story that highlighted the desperate times of the era, the simmering discontent with the institutions designed to protect the public, and a poignant testament to a mother's unwavering love. It's a story that captured the imagination and intrigue of everyone, from the regular townsfolk to the highest echelons of law enforcement. This tale, fraught with twists, turns, and unexpected revelations, drew everyone into its orbit as they all sought answers to one heroine question, what happened to Walter Collins? As we delve into the heart of this enigmatic tale, we traverse through a labyrinth of falsehoods, accusations, and theories, where every piece of evidence seems to spin a different narrative. This is the journey into the disappearance of Walter Collins, an exploration into a mystery that continues to captivate, a story that is as much about the resilience of a mother's love as it is about the search for a lost boy in the vast city of dreams. Chapter 1. The Unusual Day Walter Collins was a typical nine-year-old boy growing up in the era of flapper dresses and silent movies. His dark hair and twinkling eyes mirrored the essence of youthful curiosity, and the sun-soaked streets of Lincoln Heights, Los Angeles were his playground. That day, March 10, 1928, dawned just like any other in the City of Angels, teetering on the edge of an extraordinary turn. Before he stepped out to play, Walter lent a hand to his mother, Christine Collins, in their small but cozy house. Christine, a hard-working telephone operator for the Pacific Telephone Company, was the rock of their family. Widowed and working tirelessly to provide for her only son, she had a countenance of unyielding determination that made her son's laughter even more precious to her. As morning faded into afternoon, Walter, armed with a penny his mother had given him, headed out to the nearby cinema, promising to return home by evening. Christine, after a glance at the clock, nodded, reminding him to be safe. She watched his retreating figure disappear around the corner, never knowing that it would be the last time she saw her son. Throughout the city, life thrummed in its usual rhythm. Streetcars clanged along their routes, the local baker peddled his warm loaves, 
children's laughter echoed from schoolyards, and Hollywood studios rolled out fantasies that drew crowds into darkened theaters. But, as dusk fell and the lights of the city began to twinkle, a pall of unease descended on the Collins household. Walter had not returned home. Initially, Christine comforted herself thinking Walter might have lost track of time. However, as the hands of the clock ticked on and the moon carved a silvery path in the sky, her concern deepened into fear. The boy who left their home that morning with a penny in his pocket and a twinkle in his eye was nowhere to be found. Thus, the day that began with sun-kissed normalcy spiraled into a star-studded mystery that would cast a long, shadowy figure over the city of dreams. As Christine's fear ignited into a desperate search, the ordinary day turned extraordinary, forever altering the lives of those involved, and the collective heart of a city was about to be thrust into an enigma that would baffle and captivate them for years to come. After a sleepless night, the first blush of dawn found Christine Collins already up, her heart pounding with worry. Her son's bed, empty and untouched, was a stark reminder of the inexplicable disappearance that had turned their lives upside down. The quiet calm of their home was shattered, replaced by an agonizing silence that echoed the gravity of Walter's absence. With newfound urgency, Christine turned to the local authorities. Her face, usually composed and resilient, betrayed raw fear as she relayed the story of Walter's disappearance to the Lincoln Heights police station. Her voice trembled slightly as she described his hazel eyes and lively smile. A mother's plea for her lost child was a siren call that could not be ignored. The police, led by the stern yet empathetic Captain J.J. Jones, immediately sprang into action. Jones, a man who had dedicated his life to upholding the law, promised Christine that they would leave no stone unturned in the search for her son. He assured her, looking into her eyes filled with dread, that the wheels of justice would not rest until Walter was found. Walter's disappearance reverberated across the tightly knit community of Lincoln Heights. Neighbors, acquaintances, and even strangers rallied around Christine, their shared concern painting a portrait of a community shaken but resilient. Their placid neighborhood had turned into the epicenter of a bewildering mystery that threatened to consume their everyday lives. As days blurred into nights and weeks began to pass, Walter's case caught the attention of the media. Newspapers splashed headlines with his smiling face, stirring up a frenzy of public interest. The city, known for its movie stars and their glittering tales, was now gripped by a real-life drama that was just as captivating, albeit hauntingly so. The tale of Walter Collins, the nine-year-old who vanished in broad daylight, was now a story that held an entire city in its thrall, waiting with bated breath for the next chapter to unfold. Christine's life, once punctuated by the rhythm of routine, was now dictated by the pulse of anxiety. In the empty silence of her home, once filled with Walter's innocent laughter, her worry turned into desperation. Every tick of the clock echoed her fear, every passing moment magnifying the gaping void left by Walter's absence. Her co-workers at the Pacific Telephone Company bore witness to her transformation. They saw her face, usually composed, crumple with the weight of uncertainty. She was known for her unwavering dedication, never missing a day of work. But now, 
Every ring of the telephone, every voice on the other end, was a chilling reminder of her lost son, and work became a distant concern, overtaken by a mother's frantic search. As the days wore on, Christine threw herself into finding Walter. With a steely determination in her eyes, she plastered flyers with Walter's photo throughout the city, her hands mechanically repeating the motion, driven by the palpable need to bring her son home. Every corner she turned, every alley she ventured into was led by hope, however faint, of finding a clue, a sign, anything that would lead her to Walter. Reverend Gustav Briegleb, a noted pastor and radio personality, was moved by Christine's plight. Known for his strong voice and even stronger convictions, he extended his support to her cause, his broadcasts amplifying her pleas for help and catapulting Walter's case to the forefront of public consciousness. Their unlikely partnership added a fresh dynamic to the unfolding mystery, a fusion of a mother's desperate love and a reverend's relentless pursuit of justice. Christine's desperation painted a portrait of a mother's unyielding love and resilience. Her determination to find her son grew with each passing day, transforming her from an ordinary working woman into a symbol of maternal perseverance. As the mystery of Walter's disappearance deepened, so did Christine's resolve to uncover the truth, her journey reflecting the indomitable spirit of a mother who would stop at nothing to reunite with her son. Chapter 2 the investigation begins. Once Christine reported Walter's disappearance, the cogs of the Los Angeles Police Department started turning swiftly. Captain J.J. Jones, a seasoned officer with a reputation for fairness, was assigned the case. He was known for his hard exterior, yet beneath that, he harbored a soft spot for the vulnerable. Christine's fear-filled eyes struck a chord with him, and he was determined to solve the mystery shrouding the young boy's disappearance. Under Jones's leadership, the LAPD embarked on an extensive search. Officers combed through the streets of Lincoln Heights, knocking on doors, questioning neighbors, and conducting searches in the vicinity. They retraced Walter's last known steps, from his modest home to the nearby cinema. Despite their best efforts, they found no trace of Walter, no clue pointing to his whereabouts. At the same time, Jones faced the monumental task of managing the public's growing fear and curiosity. The city was in the grips of an unsolved mystery, and every pair of eyes looked to the police for answers. Press conferences were held, statements were issued, but beneath the carefully measured words, the police grappled with a startling reality the boy had vanished without a trace. As the investigation intensified, the police force found itself under the sharp scrutiny of a city on edge. Rumors began to swirl, whispers of police incompetence, even corruption, seeped into public discourse. Yet, Jones stood steadfast, the calm amidst a storm of criticism, a beacon of hope for a terrified mother. This period was a turning point for the LAPD, a test of their capability and integrity. As they scoured the city for Walter, they also battled public opinion, their every move watched, weighed, and questioned. The search for Walter Collins wasn't just a missing persons case, it was a trial for the LAPD, their mission not just to find a lost boy but to reclaim public trust. Amid the swirling rumors and mounting pressure, the police delved deeper into the mystery, their resolve unyielding 
their pursuit for answers undeterred. As the police worked tirelessly behind the scenes, public interest in Walter's case was gaining momentum. The boy's smiling face had become a familiar sight, not just in Lincoln Heights, but across Los Angeles. Newspapers and radio broadcasts churned out updates, each new detail stoking the embers of intrigue. Reverend Gustav Briegleb was instrumental in keeping the case in the public eye. His fiery radio broadcasts drew large audiences, with his voice reaching far beyond the confines of his church. The Reverend was known for his scathing criticism of the LAPD, and Walter's case provided more fuel to his cause. Yet, beneath his fervor lay genuine concern for Walter, and his broadcasts were more than just impassioned sermons, they were a call to action. Ordinary citizens, too, found themselves drawn to the mystery. Neighbors shared theories over backyard fences, barbers discussed updates during haircuts, and every dinner table conversation inevitably turned towards Walter. He was no longer just a missing boy from Lincoln Heights, he had become the city's lost son. Even Hollywood, the city's glamorous alter ego, couldn't ignore the unfolding drama. Walter's story reached the ears of film studios, and they saw in his tale the raw elements of a riveting plot, an innocent child, a distraught mother, a city under suspense. Soon, whispers began circulating about a potential film based on the mystery. As interest in Walter's case escalated, so did the pressure on the LAPD. The eyes of an entire city were fixed on them, waiting, watching, and hoping for answers. It was no longer just a case for the police, it had become a story that held the city in its grip, a drama that unfolded in real time, the end of which was shrouded in uncertainty. The rising public interest was a double-edged sword, adding to the pressure but also ensuring that the case remained a priority, that a nine-year-old boy named Walter Collins would not be forgotten. While the city was abuzz with theories and speculations, the true mystery was unraveling behind the somber walls of the Lincoln Heights police station. The absence of clues had turned Walter's disappearance from a straightforward missing persons case into a perplexing conundrum. Despite their relentless pursuit, the police found themselves navigating a maze with no clear path in sight. Captain J.J. Jones, the stern pillar of the investigation, found himself grappling with the growing complexities. Known for his methodical approach, he painstakingly dissected every piece of information, every possible theory. Yet, the answer remained elusive. The more they dug, the deeper the mystery seemed to become. As weeks turned into months, new leads started to emerge. Tips came pouring in from across the city, each promising a glimmer of hope. Stories of Walter sightings filled the airwaves and newspaper columns but each lead turned out to be a dead end, each promising tip merely added to the growing pile of uncertainties. Simultaneously, Christine Collins, fueled by her desperate love for her son, was conducting her own investigation. She tirelessly followed up on potential leads, knocked on countless doors, and sought help from anyone who'd listen. Her determination became a driving force in the investigation, keeping the case alive even when official leads grew cold. Meanwhile, Reverend Gustav Briegleb continued his crusade, 
using his radio broadcasts not only to criticize the LAPD but also to stir public interest and keep Walter's story alive. His influence played a significant role in how the mystery unfolded, his broadcasts serving as a constant reminder that the quest for Walter was far from over. In the heart of the city of dreams, a nightmare was playing out. As the mystery of Walter Collins unfolded, it revealed a tangled web of leads and dead ends, of hopes ignited and extinguished. Yet, amid the uncertainty, one thing remained clear, the city wouldn't rest until it found its missing son, and the mystery that had seized its heart wouldn't be laid to rest until the truth was uncovered. Chapter 3. A False Reunion Just as the investigation was starting to resemble a tale with no end, a new chapter emerged. A boy claiming to be Walter was found thousands of miles away in DeKalb, Illinois. The discovery, as unexpected as it was dramatic, sent a ripple of excitement through the city, stirring hopes of a happy resolution. The boy was discovered by the local police, who noted his close resemblance to the missing Walter Collins. When asked about his identity, the boy confirmed that he was indeed Walter, spinning a tale of abduction and cross-country travel that made the police officer's blood run cold. Back in Los Angeles, news of the discovery reached Christine and Captain Jones, reigniting their hope. This could be the breakthrough they had been desperately waiting for, the final piece of the puzzle that would bring their ordeal to an end. Christine waited with bated breath, her heart teetering between hope and apprehension, as arrangements were made to bring the boy home. Captain Jones, normally a picture of stoicism, could not hide his relief. If this was indeed Walter, it meant an end to the relentless search that had consumed him for months. It promised a rare win for the LAPD, a chance to restore the public's shaken faith in their capabilities. But as he would soon discover, the mystery was far from over. Meanwhile, in DeKalb, the boy awaited his journey back to Los Angeles. He seemed to embody the very image of Walter, his hazel eyes mirroring those of the missing boy. Yet, beneath the surface, a question lingered. Was he truly Walter Collins, or was he the newest player in a drama that was proving to be more twisted than anyone could have anticipated? The arrival of the boy from Illinois marked the beginning of a new act in the unfolding mystery, one that would challenge everything they thought they knew. Upon the boy's arrival in Los Angeles, a reunion was arranged. Christine, her heart pounding with anticipation, yearned for the moment she could hold her son again. But as she laid her eyes on the boy from Illinois, her joy was tinged with an inexplicable unease. As she looked into his eyes, she found herself grappling with a painful doubt. Was this boy truly her Walter? Despite his physical resemblance to her son, Christine noticed subtle differences that nodded her. There were discrepancies in his height, his demeanor, and small details only a mother would know. Her heart wrenched as she looked at the boy who was supposed to be her son, a stranger who had stepped into Walter's shoes. Captain Jones was quick to dismiss her doubts. He attributed the changes to the trauma the boy had supposedly endured, a plausible explanation on the surface. The police were eager to close the case and vindicate their efforts, perhaps too eager to entertain Christine's burgeoning doubts. But Christine was not so easily swayed. She knew her son, the curve of his smile, the sound of his laughter, 
the way his eyes lit up when he was excited. The boy before her was a puzzle, pieces of Walter mixed with pieces of someone else. She found herself trapped in an agonizing limbo, torn between her desire to embrace her son and the nagging doubt that was growing stronger with each passing day. Christine's plight added a new layer of intrigue to the unfolding mystery. Her doubts, dismissed by the police but echoed by some of her closest friends, posed a compelling question. Had Walter truly come home, or had they welcomed a stranger into their midst? This period marked a turning point in the case, as the mother's doubt brought forth a truth that was harder to accept than the mystery itself. The return of Walter Collins, or the boy who claimed to be him, made headlines across Los Angeles. Initial reactions were of elation and relief, the city rejoicing in what seemed like a miraculous return. But soon, Christine's doubts started to seep into public discourse, adding a new twist to the tale. Reverend Gustav Briegleb was quick to amplify Christine's voice through his radio broadcasts. He framed her doubts as a mother's instinct questioning the LAPD's haste in accepting the boy as Walter. His broadcasts sparked debates in homes, workplaces, and public spaces, with the city divided between those who supported Christine's doubts and those who considered them the result of a traumatized mind. As the controversy raged, the boy was subjected to countless interviews and examinations, his every word, gesture, and expression dissected for clues. Yet, he stuck to his story, insisting he was indeed Walter. The city watched with bated breath, waiting for the truth to emerge from the cloud of doubt and confusion. In the aftermath, tensions between Christine and the LAPD escalated. Her refusal to accept the boy as her son led to her detention in a psychiatric ward, a move that only fueled public outrage. Protesters took to the streets demanding justice for Christine and the truth about Walter. The boy's return had opened a Pandora's box, turning a seemingly resolved case into a hotbed of controversy. The city, which had briefly celebrated the end of a mystery, was now thrust back into the throes of uncertainty. The question on everyone's lips was the same. Was the boy from Illinois truly Walter Collins? The public reaction and aftermath marked a turbulent chapter in the case where truth became a casualty of denial and doubt, and a mother's love became a symbol of defiance. Chapter 4, Theories and Possible Explanations In the midst of the mounting chaos surrounding the returned boy, a chilling new lead emerged. The case of Gordon Stewart Northgate, a man accused of the horrendous Wineville chicken coop murders, added a grim dimension to the saga. This new development promised to be the missing link casting a darker shadow over the already complex mystery. Gordon Stewart Northgate, a seemingly unremarkable man, stood accused of abducting, abusing, and murdering several boys on his poultry farm in Wineville. When Walter's disappearance was cross-referenced with Northgate's timeline of atrocities, it sent a shiver down the investigators' spines. Could Walter have been one of Northgate's victims? As this new theory emerged, the LAPD and the public were faced with a horrifying possibility. If true, it meant that the boy in Illinois was not Walter. It suggested that the real Walter had met a fate far more gruesome than anyone had dared to imagine. Christine Collins, 
already mired in doubt and despair, found herself grappling with this terrifying possibility. The woman, who had been steadfast in her belief that the boy was not her son, now faced the horrific prospect of her child falling into Northcote's clutches. The Northcote connection introduced a grim reality to the unfolding mystery. If Walter was one of the victims, it would mean revisiting the celebrated resolution of the case, diving deeper into the abyss of the unknown. The echoes of Northcote's atrocities added an eerie backdrop to the ongoing saga, suggesting a connection that could unravel the last threads of hope for a happier ending. As the Northcote connection unfolded, it exposed a less-than-flattering side of the Los Angeles Police Department. The department had been adamant about the boy from Illinois being Walter, ignoring Christine's doubts and dismissing her concerns. Now, with the possibility of Northcote's involvement, their hasty conclusions were brought into question. It was during this time that the controversial Code 12 incident occurred. Frustrated by Christine's steadfast denial of the boy, Captain J.J. Jones had her committed to the psychiatric ward under a Code 12, a term used by the LAPD when they wanted to discard of troublemakers. It was a shocking revelation, exposing a dark side of the police department that was supposed to serve and protect. Reverend Gustav Briegleb seized this opportunity to intensify his campaign against the LAPD's handling of the case. He used his pulpit and radio broadcasts to decry the department's conduct, painting a picture of a corrupt institution more interested in preserving its image than solving Walter's disappearance. Meanwhile, the public, once relieved at Walter's return, was now disillusioned and outraged. Their faith in the LAPD was severely shaken. Protests erupted, demanding Christine's release and a transparent investigation into Walter's case. The LAPD found itself in the midst of a storm, their complicity in misidentifying the boy from Illinois becoming a scar on their reputation. The chapter of LAPD's complicity presented a harsh critique of the police department's handling of the case. It revealed a system more concerned with quick resolutions than truth, casting a long, dark shadow over the investigation. It forced the city to question its protectors and stir up a public demand for accountability and justice. While the Northgate connection became a compelling theory, other speculations also began to take shape. These theories, varied and sometimes wild, mirrored the complexity and mystery surrounding Walter's disappearance. They showcased a city and a nation grappling with an unsolved enigma, each speculation reflecting the desperate search for closure. One theory suggested that Walter had run away, fueled by tales of children disappearing to start new lives. It was a less grim possibility, one that held out hope for Walter's survival, but it clashed with the boy's described nature and was largely dismissed. Another theory speculated that Walter had been kidnapped by an organized crime syndicate as an act of revenge against his father, who was serving time for robbery. This theory painted a picture of a child caught in the crossfire of his father's past misdeeds, but lacked tangible evidence to back it up. Perhaps the most eerie speculation was that Walter had been abducted by a stranger passing through town. This theory, as random and unsettling as it was, was based on the fact that disappearances often involve someone the child doesn't know, casting a long, ominous shadow over the puzzle. 
these speculations added new layers of intrigue and complexity to Walter's disappearance. They showcased the uncertainty, frustration, and desperation that echoed through the city as the mystery of Walter Collins continued to baffle and bewilder. The multitude of theories served as a haunting testament to a tale that had captured the public's imagination, each speculation reflecting a different facet of fear, hope, and curiosity. Chapter 5 Unraveling the Truth, Efforts, and Hindrances Despite the whirlwind of speculation and intrigue surrounding her son's case, one thing remained unchanged, Christine Collins' unwavering determination to find her son. She remained a constant figure amidst the chaos, her tenacity and resilience turning her personal tragedy into a crusade for justice. With the support of Reverend Briegleb, Christine relentlessly challenged the LAPD's actions, demanding that they continue their search for Walter. She became a symbol of a mother's love, her quest for truth turning her into a beacon of hope and perseverance for other families of missing children. In her pursuit of justice, Christine found herself taking the LAPD to court. She sued the department for false imprisonment, a brave move that further exposed the department's mishandling of her son's case. The public watched as this solitary figure, a mother-turned-crusader, took on the might of the city's police force. Christine's crusade extended beyond the confines of the courtroom. She worked tirelessly, following up on leads, meeting with informants, and keeping her son's case in the public eye. She became a constant reminder of Walter's absence, her resilience touching the hearts of many and influencing public opinion in her favor. In this chapter of the story, Christine Collins emerged not just as a mother, but as a fighter. Her relentless crusade for her son's truth cast a light on the city's institutional failures and inspired others in their battles against injustice. She stood as a testament to a mother's love, refusing to let Walter's story fade into oblivion. While Christine's crusade formed the core of the struggle, it was not a solitary battle. Activists, public figures, and private investigators also played crucial roles in the search for Walter. They formed an unlikely coalition that united in the quest for the truth. One significant figure was Reverend Gustav Briegleb. An outspoken critic of the LAPD, he used his influential position as a radio broadcaster to keep the Walter Collins case alive in the public consciousness. His voice rallied supporters, fueling public outrage against the perceived corruption and incompetence of the LAPD. Apart from Briegleb, several private investigators and activists were also drawn to the case. These individuals, intrigued by the mystery and appalled by the LAPD's handling of the situation, worked pro bono, following leads that the police had dismissed or overlooked. Their persistence led to new theories, but also highlighted the maze-like complexity of the case. The involvement of these figures amplified the scale of the search for Walter. They created a wider network of resources, probing into the darkest corners of the city and beyond. Their role underscored the significance of community involvement in combating injustice, serving as an impactful reminder of collective responsibility. This chapter in the Collins saga painted a vivid portrait of collective action, of individuals coming together in the face of a shared crisis. 
the role of activists and private investigators added an extra layer of dynamism to the narrative, offering a compelling view of a society rallying against its own system in the pursuit of justice. In the pursuit of justice and the search for Walter Collins, Christine, along with her collective force of allies, encountered many roadblocks and challenges. Each hurdle presented a seemingly insurmountable obstacle, shaping the narrative into a saga marked by resilience in the face of adversity. The initial roadblock was the resistance from the LAPD itself. The department, stung by public criticism and accused of incompetence, became a difficult entity to navigate. Their initial reluctance to reinvestigate the case, coupled with their tarnished image, presented a formidable obstacle. Another hurdle was the immense task of sifting through the sea of information, leads, and theories. The number of potential paths to follow was overwhelming and often led to dead ends. Each new lead seemed to unravel new complexities rather than providing clarity, turning the investigation into a labyrinth and quest. Meanwhile, public opinion, though largely supportive, presented its own challenges. As the case dragged on, fatigue and skepticism began to creep in. The initial fervor slowly turned into cynicism as the case remained unresolved, creating an additional challenge of keeping the public engaged and invested. The roadblocks and challenges faced during the Collins case highlighted the tenacity and determination of those involved. These obstacles, however formidable, did not deter the commitment of a mother seeking her son, nor the resolve of those rallying behind her. Instead, each challenge provided an opportunity to display resilience, illustrating the strength of human spirit when driven by truth and justice. Chapter 6 The Aftermath and Recent Developments In the aftermath of the trial, a complex tapestry of events unfolded, forever marking the landscape of Los Angeles's justice system and the lives of those involved in the Walter Collins case. Gordon Northgate, the primary suspect in the case, was convicted for the Wineville Chicken Coop murders, but Walter's fate remained uncertain. Northgate tantalized investigators with hints that he had indeed killed Walter, yet he also contradicted himself, suggesting at times that Walter was still alive. His hanging in 1930 closed one gruesome chapter, but left the question of Walter's fate unanswered. Christine Collins, meanwhile, won her lawsuit against the LAPD resulting in a seismic shift in the public's perception of the police department. Her victory was more symbolic than financial, as the corrupt Captain J.J. Jones was ordered to pay a fine of $10,800, a sum that was never paid. Yet, it represented a significant triumph against the system. Post-trial, the LAPD underwent significant changes. The department was restructured with a focus on transparency and accountability. The Collins case served as a wake-up call, leading to improvements in missing persons investigations and police conduct. In the wake of the trial, the mystery of Walter's disappearance continued to echo throughout the city and beyond. The elusive nature of his fate drew in authors, filmmakers, and researchers, leading to a resurgence of interest in the case. The story lived on, continuously refueled by a public captivated by the unsolved mystery. The aftermath of the trial portrayed a city changed, marked by the shadows of a mystery that loomed large. 
the pursuit of justice had reshaped institutions and lives, serving as a poignant reminder of the long-reaching effects of a single case. Despite the passage of time and numerous investigations, the disappearance of Walter Collins continues to hold a grip on the public's imagination, largely due to the multitude of lingering questions that remain unanswered. The most pressing question, of course, concerns the fate of Walter. Was he a victim of Gordon Northgate, as some evidence suggested, or did he escape and live on under a different identity? Despite Northgate's insinuations and the testimonies of other victims, Walter's body was never found, leaving room for speculation and doubt. The conduct of the LAPD also sparked many questions. What was the extent of their complicity in the initial mishandling of the case? And how many other cases were affected by such negligent and corrupt practices? These questions raised uncomfortable truths about the integrity of the institution tasked with upholding law and order. Then there was the question of the boy who was returned to Christine as her son. Who was he, and why did he pretend to be Walter? His deception added another layer of intrigue to an already complex story. Lastly, the question of Christine's later life hung in the air. How did she cope with the unresolved mystery of her son's disappearance? While she faded from public view in later years, the strength she demonstrated throughout the ordeal left a lasting legacy. These lingering questions continue to stoke the fires of intrigue, ensuring the story of Walter Collins and his determined mother lives on. They represent the enduring human curiosity about the unresolved and the unknown, contributing to the tale's persistent resonance. As the story of Walter Collins moves through time, modern interpretations and discoveries continue to add depth and perspective to the century-old case. One of the most prominent modern takes on the story is Clint Eastwood's 2008 film, Changeling. The film, with Angelina Jolie playing Christine Collins, brought renewed attention to the case. Its success in capturing the emotional turmoil of a mother's quest for truth not only introduced the story to a new generation but also underscored the enduring relevance of the case. Recent years have also seen renewed interest from historians, amateur sleuths, and true crime enthusiasts. They have mined archives, pieced together newspaper reports, and revisited testimonies in a bid to unravel the remaining mysteries. While they have yet to find definitive answers, their work has shown new light on previously overlooked details. In the realm of forensic science, modern technologies have provided tools that weren't available at the time of the original investigation. For instance, DNA testing and facial recognition technology have been used in attempts to determine the identity of the boy who impersonated Walter. While these efforts haven't solved the case, they have shown the potential of modern science to eventually provide a breakthrough. Perhaps the most compelling modern discovery is the continued resonance of the case itself. Walter's disappearance and Christine's tireless search for truth serve as potent reminders of the enduring power of a mother's love, the importance of resilience, and the quest for justice, themes as relevant today as they were in the 1920s. In conclusion, the story of Walter Collins' disappearance, far from fading into obscurity, continues to evolve and intrigue, thanks to modern takes and new discoveries. It serves as a potent reminder of our unending fascination with unresolved mysteries and our unwavering pursuit of truth.